Hi, beautiful friends, and welcome back to Faith Fueled Woman. This is your host, Kristen, and I am so excited today. I have a great conversation with someone that just shares about how God is an anchor in her life, how God has proved to her over and over that he's real. And she has so many good golden nuggets to share with you about walking on our faith journey and how we do life with Jesus. Hi, beautiful friend, and welcome to Faith Fueled Woman. I want to ask you, are you ready to accept the invitation we've been given to step into the adventure of pursuing God and what he has for us? Hi, I'm Kristen. I am an encourager. I'm a Christian inspirational speaker, author, and podcaster. I help women grow in their faith, purpose, and business so they can have lasting legacy and impact in their homes and in the world. If you want to partner with God to design your life to be less hurried, less stressed, be more excited, and feel alive in your purpose and commitment to God, and your family. This is the podcasting community for you. Your favorite beverage, your prayer journal, and your pen. And let's be encouraged. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Dr. Kim Grum. She is an ordained minister, a motivational faith-based speaker and writer, and she has a heart for Jesus in gardening. And I am so excited for our conversation today because she has so many beautiful things we've woven through her story, her journey, and her experience in life and her professional experience that I cannot wait to hear the motivation and the faith-based nugget she's going to share with us today. Welcome, Dr. Kim. Thank you. So I would love for you to start off with just sharing first with us. Tell us a little bit about your journey, your backstory, and what you're up to now. Well, all right. I would say many, many years ago, back in 1990, God supernaturally interrupted my life. Um, I was able to share some of that story in an article uh, in Inspiring Lives magazine this past week. Um, And uh, it was basically a testimony of a healing miracle. And God continued to show up for me in ways I never anticipated. So that's the beginning of my faith journey. Wow. So tell me about that. You're here at Healing Miracle. Were you already um, a Christian faith-based person before that and it just kind of ignited in you even a stronger faith or was this a pivotal point where there was actually a change in your beliefs yeah that's a good question i would say that was it was pivotal because even though i had been raised in a denomination uh, as a child i found at a certain point you know children have to make their own faith you can do whatever you can do with them and for them but in the end we all have to make our own choice and I had made a choice to just backslide and fall away. Um, And the Lord just, I was born again uh, on Ash Wednesday. And that was significant to me because my childhood church denomination celebrated that day. It might not be significant to others, but it always was for me. And what happened, Kristen, is God just proved to me over and over again that he's real, he's Lord, And he can and will do everything that we need. And I had a group of faith-based women that I met through a friend. And that was the beginning of becoming ignited. Because these women showed me and taught me many things from the word of God that I didn't know. That's so, so beautiful. So when that happened, is that when you started doing more of this God-centered healing as part of what you've done um, up to now? Or well, was that it, just um, it, coincidental? Yeah, no, it was the beginning of a journey, but I had uh, three small children, and then I adopted another, my cousin. 
Uh, so I was very busy as a young mom. So this journey was all about uh, growing in my faith, you know, the early years. And um, it was about learning the discipline of being a woman of faith, meaning Bible study and attending a church service and not saying I don't have time for this or just uh, stepping into <clears throat> those things that if you're a faith-filled person, you know, there are disciplines. You you pray, you read the word, you fellowship, things like that. That was what I spent uh, quite a few years doing while I was raising my children. That's so, so good. You could say I was filling up my tank. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. So that's, I want to um, kind of stay on that for a minute. So the first is what you're really telling us is that you, as your faith was growing, you really were making God a priority, right? You realize that this is important. This is a, a cornerstone of us living in our faith and actually really being able to tap into, right, the Holy Spirit. And so tell me a little bit about that. How are you able, was there some small little steps that you took that made it easier as a, a new mom to, you know, put Jesus first or at least put him into your day, you know, whereas maybe you hadn't before? Yes, well, um, Joining a women's Bible study with uh, very strong believers and leaders who sort of showed the way and hearing the testimonials of the other women, we were all kind of homogeneous. You know, we uh, had children, we were in school systems. So hearing the weekly testimonials of others like myself who were being inspired and touched by God, that just propelled me into more. And it was confirmation that if he's showing up for these gals who are no different than I am, then what have I got to lose? And I say that a lot. It, the question for me was always, what have you got to lose, you know, by stepping forward and moving ahead? Uh, yeah. So that was a big part of it, being part of a group that was faithful to study the word and to pray together. So, and then what about the discipline? Because I think you're right. It's easy to say, hey, I'm a Christian, which is, that's a, that's a good starting point. But to grow in our faith, to your point, we need to do some things regularly. And just because if we're not right now, that's okay. This isn't a conversation to shame or guilt anyone, but it's mm -hmm. a conversation to say, what if you did put a little bit more priority and a little bit more discipline into your faith practice? What mm -hmm. will you get out of it? And so what would you say to us about that? I would say that it's up to each individual to decide, you know, to discipline themselves, to read the word and to pray. But what happened for me was that one of the leaders, well, several of them, but one I remember in particular, she would always speak scripture. Mm -hmm. When a conversation would come up about, I'm dealing with this, and you know, there was a gaggle of us ladies, I'm dealing with that, and then would come the appropriate scripture. And I would think to myself, you know, in the denomination I grew up in, I learned many wonderful things, but I don't always know all those scriptures. And it would propel me again to say, I need to find out. I need to find out why what she just said is so targeted and so powerful to what I'm going through. And yet it's been in this book for centuries. And why don't I know about it? <laughs> Yeah. So that was part of what I what I think was important was to understand that God has so much, you know, for us. And unless we're willing 
to discipline ourselves to crack the book or to listen to his word preached, we're not going to get that, you know? Yeah, I love um, many people that kind of speak to this, but um, one author that I really like is Pastor Mark Batterson's books. And one thing he often speaks to is that the promises in the Bible aren't just for the people of the Bible, right? They are for us today. They are living promises that we can be assured that God is saying, these are for you, but we have to know them and pray them into, you know, what we have going on into our lives, right? They're promises for us, but we have to know about these promises in order to, um, you know, pray to them, you know, pray to God about them and for them, you yeah. know? And so, yeah, that's good. They have to be in us, you know, that's like right. The word says Christ in me, the hope of glory. It doesn't say Christ in the book, the hope of glory, right. although it's all there, yeah. but it, it's very personal, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say? So it sounds like one of the things that encouraged you along the way um, is other women and seeing their example. So in other words, people that came before you that could kind of bring you along. Is that right? Was there anything else though that encouraged you just in your faith as we struggle sometimes in our busy lives? Well, the other thing that encouraged me was when God would answer prayers. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm not saying he doesn't do it, but I found that as a newer baby born again believer, uh, prayers were answered all the time. And I, I felt like God was just saying, I really am here, almost like daddy, you know, and you see a little one, you know, leaning for mommy or daddy. And there's a constant reassurance, you know, yes, I'm here. Yes, I'm here when you're young, you know, even to the analogy that I've heard that, you know, God, God helps change the dirty diapers. He often uses people who are, um, have a passion for deliverance ministry and working with new believers, which isn't easy because you're leaving habits behind, you know, as you press into the disciplines of, of faith and the word, you learn things and you begin to be led by the Holy Spirit and things that you used to do. That was the other thing. Things you used to do are no longer satisfying to you because you are spending time in his presence, which is amazing. Like nothing else, as yeah. we know. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that sometimes, especially women struggle with is, you know, how do we balance the image that God has of us, you know, as a, a woman, just a woman in general, but a woman of faith versus how we see ourselves in our culture, in our society. So what would you share with us about, you know, that we can truly believe how he sees us, sees us right, as daughters of the kingdom? Well, I will say that it is him and not us. And one of my favorite old time speakers was from a ministry called Women of the Word, and her name was Patsy Claremont. She had a teaching um, that God uses cracked pots. And this teaching just stuck with me. First of all, she was funny. But second of all, what I got out of it and I found to be true was that uh, as women on the earth, we're vessels. You have to think of yourself, use the analogy that you're a vessel. And what are you filled with? So are you filled with the fruit of the spirit? Are you filled with the things of the spirit? Are you filled with the things of God? Or are you filled with the things of the world? And, you know, you can ask the Lord to, hey, God, take some of this junky stuff away. The other thing I can tell you that I knew innately when I saw the stronger women of faith, um, 
in my life, I could sense the Holy Spirit in them. It was a supernatural discernment, but I could tell that they had a vibrancy, something that was alive that I didn't have. And I wanted it. So I would say to women who are walking on the earth and concerned about cultural norms versus godly things, the Lord is never going to look bad on you. He is like a garment, a dazzling, beautiful garment. And as a daughter of the king, you know, I've seen some funny Facebook posts that say, hey, if you're having a bad day, just adjust your crown, daughter, and move on. And it is true. It sounds funny. It sounds like you're trying to think it into being, but it's not. There's something about filling yourself daily with his presence and his word that you are that vessel that then shines for him. There's nothing unattractive about being a woman like that. Oh my gosh. So well said. Yeah. I mean, I I see examples of that all the time, both in my own life and in women I know, you know, that are, you know, even further along than myself or older than me that, you know, really have maybe walked through some even, um, you know, more challenging things Like their faith has been tested, if you will. But I have even, you know, friends um, that I see regularly in my neighborhood that, you know, they, they struggle a little bit more with their faith. And they say how in these times with the anxiety and the worry and all the, you know, children and teens, you know, how can you seem you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is, right? Like calmer or like you seem okay, even though there's things that you know in the world are not right, you know, but that's part of it, right? It's, I mean, not part of it. It is it, it's God, right? It's, it's the Holy Spirit. It's my practice of continuing to seek him, right? And look for him and thank him. You know, it's, it's these things, like you said, and it's so important. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, they say that we should live our lives to be Christ-like because when we do that, people notice a difference in the Christians. It's not because we talked a certain way. Often that gets people in trouble, right? Unless it's scripture, but it's yeah. actually because like you said, we have him within us and we're able to literally be mm-hmm. different than the world. Yes. And, and he does it. You know, the thing yeah. is, is, I desired something. I wanted to be a woman filled with the Holy spirit. And I thought, Oh, well, how do you get that to happen? Because the earthly mind says, oh, you have to go to school. Oh, you have to take a test. Oh, and yes, there are disciplines, but really, you know, once you yield, surrender and ask him to come into your life, he does it. He fills you. You know, people will say things that they have observed or heard you say or speak that you really, in your mind, say, really? is that what you got out of that? And oh, yes, you know, and you think to yourself, mm-hmm. that's just God showing off. That's God in me showing off. It's not me. Yeah. 100%. I mean, honestly, so many times that happens to me. And, and especially even on the podcast, when I do um, solo episodes, there are times where I'm talking and I'm like, I don't even know where that came from. You know, and I mean, I do know, but I'm saying it was definitely, I think to myself, I don't know that I could have just said that on my yeah. own, you know, yeah. so yeah, absolutely. So uh, I love it. I love um, that you are sharing your journey, you know, when you were a newer, um, you know, or born again believer, because I think it's so important because I think so often part of our faith journeys are that we are going to question or we may get, you know, we may be in seasons where it, we stepped away a bit from our faith or maybe something so hard happened that we questioned, right? If God's really in it. And so I love, you know, sharing about just being led by the Holy Spirit. I know daily I 
welcome the Holy Spirit into my day, right? And that he will use me for his purposes. And so that's so good. Let me ask you this though. I know in some of your books, you have several um, children's books about Little Blue's Runaway Adventure. And the themes, of course, um, are love and family and adventures. And I talk often about God literally um, is calling us to the adventure of life with him. So what might you share with us uh, about that? You know, just what can we do, you know, in our families and then just the adventure of life? Like when we do it with God, what's different about life than when we don't? Oh, wow. (laughs) What's different? Well. You know, Jesus understands us. He was a man living on the earth just like us. So when we partner with him, you know, he he's with us every step of the way. What's different is for me personally, I've learned that he'll never leave me or forsake me. I know that's a scripture, but I've learned that, that in dark times where you don't see your way clear, life gets murky, you don't know what to do. I have that reassurance that um, I put my hand in the hand of the man from Galilee, as they say, and he is always going to be there with me. And I mean, back to the books, the books were just fun. Um, The books were written because the Lord had spoken to me that I was going to move out of state uh, near my grandchildren who moved first. And I missed them dearly as a granny would. And I thought, well, you know, if I were to escape from living in this state and I wanted to go and be with my grandchildren, how would I do it? And that, you know, sparked this little idea that I would become a bluebird and I would hop on an airplane, which was silly, but Mm -hmm. I really wrote it for my grandchildren so that they would know that there is a strong, deep love for them. And when my granddaughter, she was about seven when she read the book and she put it down halfway through, looked at me and said, Grandma, is this about us? <laughs> I said, yes, honey, this is about you. Mm-hmm. And her heart was touched. And that was really the point of it was that, you know, just to say that God loves family, family's important. And he inspired me to write that. Now, um, maybe a year later, we actually did move, uh, which was in itself a miraculous thing, because I had been told we are never going to move. We can't move. How can we move? when God tells you something and you really believe it's true, he'll bring it to pass and he'll even let you write funny little books about it. Oh, I love that. So good. Obviously you're doing lots of things right now. One of which is you have several books, right? You also have the meditative journal, um, or I think it's, well, meditative book. I'm not sure the journal. Yeah. It's a little devotional with the question. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say, you know, is on the horizon for you? Is it just um, writing more and speaking, you know, more about your faith and how we can just encourage people in their faith? Or is there other things that you're you're working on? Well, I do continue to write and, um, you know, I do have articles that have been published. My focus is usually to encourage women in their faith. My audience is usually women and I love to be an ambassador for the Lord. So I make a personal impact with my family members, my children and my grandchildren, because, you know, you can be an ambassador wherever you are. And it's not about proselytizing, you know, it's about sharing life. I mean, Jesus was breaking bread with his disciples. 
Sometimes um, in my role as a counselor, it's just listening when someone needs an ear and it's caring, it's sharing. Um, it's walking with Christ. And like we said earlier, letting his light shine through you. So that's something I'm doing now and on a more public level. Now that I'm settled and my children are grown, yes, I am still writing and I am an inspirational speaker. Um, you know, I had been a business leader in my community. I had a Bible bookstore and a counseling center. I'd led outreaches and retreats. So, but, you know, for now, I just enjoy because I feel like I'm a little more seasoned in my life. I enjoy making myself available when the Lord says, make yourself available. And he does, you know, he gives you opportunities every day to encourage other people to become people of faith or to go further in their faith. And and I, I align very similarly with that, which is, it's not so much always about that you have to go and, you know, push your faith or scripture down someone's throat. Now we're all different and we all have different purposes and at different in different seasons, mm-hmm. but right. It's how we show up in the world and who's walking or who's in what's inside of us. Right. And so yeah. your yes, point in them, um, yeah, because our impact is great. Like you said, it's in our everyday lives. And yes, sometimes maybe we're going to be called to some bigger purpose or mission <laughs> for a season. And mm-hmm. other times it's just serving our families or not just, but serving our families or our communities. And just something recently that happened with me is my dad has Parkinson's and he's had a couple injuries this past year, you know, so he's doing okay, but he's struggled a lot with his computer stuff now. And some of the cognitive stuff that just, it's too much for him to do in a day. And he's married and his wife is lovely and wonderful. But I, you know, I told him a week or two ago, dad, you know, we can all, the children can all help you with this stuff, but if he's willing to to release it, right. If he's willing to let us help, and he, he finally was, and he's like, that would be such a relief. I've had so much anxiety and so much stress. I just, he just lays his head down sometimes and he's shaking, you know? And so we had a big family meeting and we just kind of created a spreadsheet of all the things we, who can help him with what, but it's like that. Sometimes it's just the showing up and, you know, offering and then saying, this is how you can help. And it might seem nothing related to that, but it's, it is the showing up and the caring and the act of, like you said, doing life with people and being willing to put others before yourselves in a lot of ways, right? Like, how can I spend some time doing this or that? So I think it's yeah. so it's important. Great. Yeah, you become a hand and a foot, you know, yeah. and we need hands and feet. Everybody needs hands and feet. So That's it's right. good to be a hand and a foot. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things that I've um, <clears throat> continue to learn is that one of the hard, I think one of the harder things, right, to learn is not so much to be the giver, not so much to be the person that does, but it's also to receive from other people. <clears throat> that can mm-hmm. be hard, especially when you're a giver, right? To say like, okay, I will accept the help. I'll accept the care, the love, the nurturing. I think it's hard for us sometimes. And I think that, you know, that's one thing that I've learned, especially watching other people going through things, my close friends, that they're showing me, right, in some hard things how to truly receive, you know, and accept, you know, community, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. All all of that. I mean, that is, uh, do remember many times uh, being encouraged in uh, a a church setting or a prayer setting, just receive, just Mm -hmm. receive, you know, when you're surrounded by the body of Christ in a 
maybe a small group, which I was for a while, and and God is moving in your midst. Mm -hmm. That's wisdom, Kristen, to just say, yes, you know, you're in a place where you can just receive. Because he wants to be all over us and all about us. Sometimes we just get so busy that we don't let him, you know, and that's a pitfall. The the busyness of life, I have it's one thing I have learned over the years is when I was younger, you know, I had so many prayers of Lord, please help me, because I had so many challenges as a young woman and a mother, and so much it seemed that I had to overcome. Oh, so many hurts and unresolved issues, marriage, children, finances, you know, the whole thing. And, you know, what holds you as you go through life is the anchor of God and his word. And um, I, I just say that if you're faithful to hear, hear his word preached, attend church, fellowship, allow yourself to be taught, like you said, receive read your Bible, pray. And and when these disciplines become part of your life, then as you go on, you know, you're finding that he really is that anchor. So when something hits you, maybe you didn't expect um, that anchor is going to hold, you know, it's going to hold. (laughs) Mm, So true. Yeah. And I think the other thing about just the perceiving is I think sometimes, you know, well, two things about prayer and say one is Sometimes we pray for what we need to get through that day or that season, right? And that's important and that's good. But one, I think we have to acknowledge it, right? So we have to, and that's why, you know, they say in your prayer journals, go back and see which prayers were answered because it's oftentimes hard for us to remember, to recall that prayers were answered. So I think remembering that he's actually answered these prayers. You had mentioned earlier, uh, sort of about that in your life, that you've seen so many prayers answered. The other thing too, though, is, Sometimes I think we're thinking God's going to do something miraculous and he absolutely does and can, but sometimes it's right beside us, the Mm -hmm. the thing waiting for us. So for instance, I remember an example in a book and someone was like, oh, I'm praying we need a computer or computers for their, their group. And it's like, he kept thinking God was going to do some big movement or send money. And literally his friend was like, well, I have a computer. You just didn't ever ask it, but it was kind of like, it was already there. It was already ready and waiting. But the person just was keeping it to himself instead of like, yeah, you know, I, I really, you know, I need to get computers. And sometimes we're just waiting for a sign when it's really just right there. It's right there already in our grasp. And so I think sometimes it's important to pay attention and to tell our small group or our community or our spouse or our friend what it is we're praying for, right? We, we need to speak it out loud to others as well, I think. Yes, absolutely. And not to be embarrassed because you know he owns the cattle on the hills and so if you need a cow you need to ask him and the bible also says you have you have not because you ask not and yes yes through all that yes so good yeah so what would you want to just share maybe what else would you want to share with people just encourage them in their faith maybe they're going through a hard season or you know they just continue to see things like the price of food go up and everything else and just think, oh, you know, it's just, uh, it's hard right now. Well, what else would you want to say or encourage them in? Well, regarding the the ways of the world, I would say that you've got to hold on to the word that uh, the Lord says that the righteous will never be out begging bread. And so if you purpose to righteousness in your life, which you find in Christ, he is our righteousness. It's not your own. Um, that you have to hold on to that scripture. 
Um, and then there are many other things regarding that, that you need to work, you know, that's the other side of it, because everything in life, with the exception of grace and salvation is not free, <laughs> you know, and yes. there are many things like the book of Proverbs that um, it, it depends where a person's coming from every situation. And I've learned this in personal counseling is so unique, you know, that, that there really isn't a one size fits all other than Jesus is Lord. He loves you and he will save you. If you can step into that, it can become very personal and very exciting I would say for people struggling, particularly an audience of women, find those of like precious faith. I mean, the Bible talks about this, and I think it's very important. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your walk or what kind of church you attend. Um, there are others like you out there. And um, find people you trust and that you're drawn to and that you would like to fellowship with. And then after you do that, just do it. Don't let the enemy steal that from you. Don't believe the lies that you're too busy or too stressed and you don't have time for this. Because if you believe that lie, then you will be robbed of the blessings and the goodness and the things that we're talking about that the Lord has for you. So that's kind of my word of encouragement. You know, find a way to become a woman of uh, Christian virtue and discipline. And in the long run, I don't know if it always happens in the short run. It depends on what God wants to do. Sometimes uh, he'll change things and sometimes he'll change you, you know? <laughs> so there's yes. two sides to that. But he does, um, he knows us inside and out and he desires to be intimate and fellowship with us, which is always the beautiful part of it. You know, when all else fails, get in your prayer closet. You know, he is beautiful and he is glorious and everything that we could ever need. And you know what? It, life is short. That's the other thing I'm going to say is life goes so fast. I sat with a preacher once and she took out a can of hairspray and went, and she said, here you are, your life's a vapor. And I thought, wow, what a visual. But yeah. in times that are very, very trying, you know, and you have to get through, just remember that as you walk with Jesus, there are promises, as you mentioned, and, and it's not forever, not forever. Hmm. Oh my gosh, there's so much there, but yeah, I think that's the thing too. And I think, as you mentioned, just, I even have some online um, groups that I'm in, small groups with other women. I mean, of course, locally, I have, you know, friends of faith, but, you know, some of them are, um, they just have such beautiful experiences and we support each other, you know, in the work we do and just, you know, but it'll end up being personal things too. And I, like you said, don't feel like, because maybe you don't feel as experienced in your faith, like you're, maybe you're new at it, that you can't just go be part of something. And even sometimes like I will do a Bible study on occasion, right? Sometimes I join others. Sometimes I do bigger group ones, you know, at a church. But what I've learned is it, just like God says, he'll use us. We don't have to be start qualified. Don't let your worry that you're not experienced enough stop you from, if you feel like I just want to do it do it. It's okay. There's no perfect time, you know? And so I would just encourage women, gather the women. If you can't find that group, make that group, right? Or or go and look at your local churches if you're not already participating and, and have found a small group or a group of women or a Bible study. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesus asks us to seek him with our whole heart. He doesn't say, and when you do that, I'll qualify you because there is absolutely nothing we can do to 
qualify. He did it all for us. And that's a hard concept because the world is built on different things. But once we let go of that, you know, and the other thing is we don't have to work for Jesus. He didn't say, I need employees. You know, he called us followers and friends and and beloved and many things, but he didn't say that we had to earn something. So, yeah, yeah, there's that freedom, as you said, of just um, getting into a a sheep pen and there's lots of sheep pens and and find some sheep and get in the pen. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. All right. So, Kim, tell us how can people connect with you online and learn more about your books and your speaking and everything like that? Well, I am with Brielle Cotterman Media. She's a publicist and Natalie Bickle and I work together. So that's one way you can reach out to them. Brielle is uh, pretty well known, been on some TED Talks, has an amazing testimony. Or you can just find me on Facebook, uh, Kim Grom, or you can look at my little web page if you like and see a little bit about my book. So, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Well, um, thank you so much, Kim, for being with us today, to sh- for sharing your heart your faith journey, and just all the things you've learned as you walk in faith with Christ. And as you continue to encourage women, I just so thankful that you're one other light shining people back to Jesus because it's so needed in the world. It always has been. There's always been trials and tribulations. But for us living today, I think, you know, we all just need as much encouragement, you know, to point us back to God as we can get. So thank you for everything you're doing. And thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much, Kristen. It's been great. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. And if you would like to be encouraged and lifted up, I have a seven-day encouragement challenge. If you'd like to sign up, go to faithfueledwoman.com and just enter your email address and you will be sent seven days of Christian encouragement and inspiration to your inbox. Thanks again for listening to Faith Fueled Woman. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would share it with a friend. And if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, because it helps us get discovered by more people to spread more hope in the world. Thanks again for listening in. 